All right, Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, and we'll read verses 9 through 13. Luke chapter 11, say this, in the Word of God. Aren't you glad you got the Word of God? Amen. Got the Word of God, Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 9 says, And I say unto you, of course, the Lord's speaking here, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Notice verse 13, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of him? Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 13. Let us pray again. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you again through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, right now we just want to yield, surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we want to shut everything else that's going on outside these walls. We just want to shut it out, God, and uh, Lord, just uh, close ourselves up unto you, up unto your word, up in God to what you desire to do in and through our lives. God, thank you for those that are listening. Thank you for those that are here. And God, we pray that you would do a work in each life uh, today. Lord, if there's somebody here or somebody listening, again, that's not saved, God, we do pray that you would work in that heart. What a great day uh, to get a heavenly father on Father's Day. Boy, what, a, what a testimony that would be. Hey, I got my heavenly father, came into a relationship with my heavenly father on Father's Day. So, Lord, we pray, God, that you'd work in that heart and draw that lost one into you. Lord, those that uh, uh, might be saved, but, Lord, maybe they have gotten uh, uh, don't have the relationship that they should have with their Heavenly Father. Lord, uh, touch that heart and help them to get back on track today as well. Lord, just give us what we need as your servants, as your church, just to keep on keeping on. Heavenly Father, we pray everything that's done, uh, Lord, uh, like the songs that were just sung, and uh, Lord, the testimonies, everything, we want to bring honor and glory to our beloved Savior. Now again, uh, bless your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, so we see here, uh, I just want to give this thought, a father's desire, a father's desire. Notice it says in verse 11, it says, uh, 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 it makes that statement, of any of you, any of you that is a father, any of you that is a father. And uh, of course, uh, you know, what a privilege and joy it is uh, for us that carry that title father. Lord, that's a joy. It's a, it's a privilege. And I hope that you're thankful, amen, that you have the honor of carrying that title of father. Boy, look at what it says about fathers. It says, if ye then being evil. Well, that's real nice. They may give you a compliment. Hey, yeah, uh, you're a father. Well, well, that's a blessing. But I just want you to know you have an evil heart. Well, hey, we can't. Uh, uh, just Bible's got to tell us the truth. But, you know, even in that. Now, think about that. Even in the thought of being evil, we see the power of fatherhood. We see the power of fatherhood. Though the foundation of the natural heart of man, the Bible says, is evil continuously. Even though the foundation, right, the, the Bible says the, the, the heart is evil continuously, but yet the position and joy of being a father can at least bring some good character out of it, right? At least help them to care about somebody else because they have the position of fatherhood. And what does it say? It says, if ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. 
know how to give good gifts. And of course, what father doesn't uh, uh, delight to give uh, uh, gifts to their children? We rejoice uh, to give things and be a blessing to our children. That word good means uh, profitable, useful, distinguished, beneficial, right? We want to give things to our children, things that are profitable, but sometimes uh, maybe not profitable, right? Like ice cream, amen? It may not be profitable, uh, but it's, I think it's a good thing to give your kids once in a while, right? Can I get an amen from this section over here, right? Uh, but uh, we love to give good gifts to our children. And, uh, you know, but what good father does not only want to uh, uh, give good gifts into the hand of their children, but wants to give good gifts into the heart of their children, right? Uh, a lot of times when we think about giving those good gifts, we think only about things, right, that we can put in their hand. But we also need to think about the thought of giving good gifts into their heart, like uh, uh, passing on good character, uh, having a good disposition, uh, teaching them to be upright and virtuous. Those are good gifts uh, we can put in uh, uh, to the uh, hearts of our children, helping to build character and, and uh, have a, a guiding uh, uh, conscience. So we need to realize that this position that we have was given to us by God. You know, and so uh, God in his grace has allowed us to have this position. And because God is the position giver, he places people where he wants them. And so he, he in his grace allowed you to have the privilege of being a father. We see a good illustration of that. We're going to look at some different places here. Turn over to 1 Corinthians 12, and I think we see a good illustration of God being the position giver. Now, of course, we know in the context here, it's talking about the church in the context here. It's talking about spiritual gifts and positions in the church. But yet, in principle, we know that can apply uh, to all positions. We know that can apply to all gifts. We know that all gifts come from God, all positions, right? Uh, God raises up and takes down even in the leadership of a country. So we know that that applies even in the leadership of a home. We'll just look at a few verses here in 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 5 says this, And there are differences of, look at this, administrations. But the same Lord, differences of administration. Well, that word administrations means offices of ministering, offices of ministry. Now, we know there's different offices of ministering in the church, but we need to realize that as fathers that God has given us that position, and that too is an office of administration. That is an office of ministering. And we need to think about that. God has given that position. He's given us that office, if you will, to minister to our family, to be ministers to our family. It says in verse 6, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. That word operations has to do with the working of God in a life, the working of God in a believer by his grace. And that's what we want. Amen? As we operate, if you will, in the position of a father, we want God to operate in us in his grace and guide us and lead us in that position and help us in that position as fathers. Notice what it says in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 12. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, of course, talking about the church there, notice the statement, as it hath pleased him. So he say, when he looks at the church, he says, well, I give them that gift and I give them that position and it pleases me to put them there. It pleases me to give them that gift in the church. But you know what? It pleases God. God is pleased to give you the position of a father. God is pleased, amen, uh, uh, to help you be the father he would have you to be. 
Verse 7, again, going back in verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And so, again, we know in the church, God uh, uh, gives uh, that, that position or gives people that gift. Why? To profit with all. That means to contribute or to benefit all. So when God gives somebody a position in a church, when God somebody gives a gift, amen, he doesn't give it so they can be prideful about it. Of course, he's got to remind the Corinthians that. He gives it to them that they might be a blessing to everyone within that church, right, within that group. And we need to think about that as fathers, that God has given us uh, the privilege of being a father, that we might be a prophet and a benefit, amen, and a blessing to everyone in our family, that we might minister, amen, amen and be a help uh, to everyone in our family. And so God has given that position. And we must trust and accept God's authority for assigning roles. So we need to realize, hey, I'm a father. Thank God for that. But God has uh, put me in that position. And God has assigned that role to me. And he's assigned us the role of a father. So fathers, this is what we need to understand. God has given you your position, right? And again, why? To profit with all. He didn't give you that position to control your family in a bad way, right? Even though you want to have control of the family, right? Uh, but he gave it to you to contribute to your family. Just like again, we saw he gives these positions in the church to contribute to the church. Well, in that same principle, God has given you a position as head of your home, as we'll see, right, to contribute and be a blessing, amen, to your children and to your family. First uh, Corinthians 12, 9 says this, are all prophets, are all apostles, or are all teachers? Are, well, we know the answer to that is no. A uh, little side note, I wish that they could figure that out, right, <laughs> that not everybody's supposed to have all those gifts. But on the other hand, we need to realize that in the home, we can, sort of, we can sort of take that and ask this question. Are all fathers, are all head of the home? Well, we know the answer to that is no, right? Anything with two heads is a monster, right? Uh, we need to remember that, right? God has given fathers that responsibility. So, of course, in any team, and that's what, a, 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 a uh, again, you know, I always emphasize a team in the church, but a family is supposed to be a, a, a team. I've, I've told you several times, I, I uh, uh, always uh, emphasize, I think they're starting to get it. I think my wife told me it was uh, Victor the other day said something about, about that. Grandpa says we're supposed to be a team. Uh, he said, I said, all right, amen. He's getting it. Of course, uh, when, when Clara hears me say it, she always says, Grandpa, that's the 100,000th time you've said that. Amen. I'm glad, I'm glad she understands. I'm glad she's keeping count. Amen. All right. And our next goal is 200,000 times. But in a family, right, a family is a team or an organization, uh, even if you will. But each person, right, in that, in that team, in that family must know and fulfill their prescribed role by God. Of course, this is essential, right? Just like we want harmony and efficiency in any organization, we want that in the home as well. And of course, again, we know according to Ephesians 5.23, uh, the husband and the father, what, is head of the home. But, uh, and of course, we say, well, that's right. I'm, 
I'm head of the home. We like saying that. Well, if you're, if you're going to emphasize Ephesians 5.23, husband, father, that you're the head of the home, then I would suggest another verse for you to emphasize. 1 Corinthians 11.3, which says this, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. <laughs> so uh, 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 father, husband, if you're going to get the big head, if you will, about being head of your home, well, then make a big deal about Christ being your head right? And your responsibility, amen, as you, you want to lead your home to make sure that first you're letting him lead you. Because our authority of fathers and husbands and head of our home, our authority to be over others is given by the one that's over us. So we must lead from a position of submission to the one over us. Again, we must lead from a position of submission. Paul said that, follow me as I follow Christ. He led in the church, right, from a position of submission to his leader. And we need to think that same way as fathers. We must, be, we must lead following our leader's example. Leaders must be viewed, leadership, right, even in the home, must be viewed as a service, a position of service, to the ones being led. Isn't that how Jesus, amen, led? It says this of Jesus in Philippians 2, 7 and 8. But, but Jesus, what? He made himself. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Notice those statements. Made himself, took upon him, humbled himself, right? And what does this show us, show us about Jesus Christ, our leader, men, our head, men? It shows Christ made a conscious decision and a conscious effort to have a servant's heart. He made a conscious effort. He, he willingly submitted himself. So fathers, we too must have a servant's heart to our family and make a conscience effort to do that. Because we need to remember, you cannot lead your family, amen, we have the responsibility. What, what, what's Christ delight to do? He delights to meet our needs, right? Just like it says there in Luke 11, right? Hey, if you delight to meet your children's needs, how much more does your heavenly father delight to meet your needs? He delights to meet our needs. So we need to realize as fathers, right, we cannot lead our family if we're not taking the time to meet their needs in the different areas that they have needs. You, we must teach your children. You must teach your children what uh, they what they are responsible to do and how to do it. That's our job there. I've taught about that before about fathers and their role. So as fathers, we must know God's will. We must know God's word, and we must lead our families accordingly. Know God's will, know God's word, and lead our families accordingly. And desire to be what God wants you to be as a man and as a father. Paul gives a wonderful example of a father's heart and conduct in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Here we see some wonderful thoughts concerning a father in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's turn over there next. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and see some thoughts that help us as fathers. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let me turn there real quick. Thessalonians chapter 2, and uh, we'll begin in verse 9. Verses 9 through 12, let's read that together. 
For you remember, brother, now here, here uh, but go ahead back to verse 1. I call this chapter, actually, when I teach on it, my philosophy of missions, right? For he says, for yourselves, brother, know our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain. Notice he makes that statement, our entrance unto you was not in vain. And then he goes in chapter 2 and he discusses how he, he conducted himself while he was there. And so we see the reason it wasn't in vain is because of the way he conducted himself. He had an impact on those that he went to. And so as a missionary, I looked at this chapter and I said, well, wherever God sends me, I don't want it to be in vain. So I know that maybe if I conduct myself through the example that Paul said here, then maybe I'll be able to leave there saying my entrance or the time that I spent there was not in vain. And we as fathers, we don't want the time that we're raising our children to be in vain. Right? Just like Paul said, hey, when I went there, I had an impact on those lives. And we want to know as fathers that, that we had an impact on our children's lives, that the time that we were raising them was not in vain. But as fathers, we made an impact on their lives. That's what we want to do as fathers, right? And so he gives some good instruction here to fathers. Hey, hey listen, how you can have an impact on your children's lives. Uh, what, look again, so we'll read verses 9 through 12. It says, For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. And ye are witnesses in God also how holily, notice these words, how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, look at this, as a father doth his children, that ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. So note what do you see in these verses. In verse 9 we see, a father sets an example in labor. A father sets an example in labor. He says working night and day. You see, a father is willing to work hard and do what he has to do again to meet the needs of his family, to provide for his family. So, of course, we're no, we know Paul's talking in a spiritual sense, but we as fathers, amen, we need to be willing to labor, not just to meet the physical needs. Of course, we want a, a house over their head. We want clothes on the back, shoes on their feet, food on the table, but also to labor what it takes to help them even spiritually and in other areas. A father is willing to put forth the effort and labor and do what it takes to provide for his family in those different areas. That is our responsibility as fathers. That is our responsibility as men. That is our responsibility, amen, in being the leader of our home. Verse 10, a father sets an example in living. Notice those words, uh, holy, justly, unblameably. See, a father sets an example in his living. So we need to be willing, right? I want to say this to you, fathers. Be willing to admit when you're wrong. Be willing to admit when you fail. Listen, everybody fails. Listen, the problem isn't failing because failing, you know what failing proves? Not that you're a failure. It proves you're trying to get something done. You just maybe blew it that time, so get back up and try again right? You only fail when you don't learn from it and get up and move on from it. That's when you're failure. Maybe you, you, you failed in that attempt, but that doesn't mean you failed as a whole because you learned from that and you got up and you kept, and you kept going. So we need to be willing to admit wrong, failure. These aren't people say, oh, that's weakness. No, those are signs of strength. Because here's the thing, children don't just need to see 
amen, that you're a real man. I know we like, we, especially our boys, we want them to see that we're, we're real men. Hey, listen, they just don't, don't need to see that you're a real man. They need to see that you're real. That's what they need to see. More important than seeing that you're a real man, right, they need to see that you're real. Amen. You're real with them. You're real with uh, their mother. You're real about life. Right. And they just need to see that you're real and you need to be willing to be real. Amen. Before your family, because at the end of the day, that's what a real man is willing to do. Not only does he set an example in labor and living, but he sets an example in teaching. Notice again, verse 11, as you know, how we what exhorted, comforted, charged again as a father exhorted means to challenge them in the right things we want to challenge our children in the right things we want to challenge our home in the right things to instruct what for building character in them we want to build character in them so we're willing to challenge them into right things to comfort them again that means to speak kindly to speak soothingly listen again talking about being real talking about being vulnerable there's nothing wrong with letting your children sing if you will uh, the tender side of their father amen that their father is willing amen to be tender towards them and and and, and, and weep with them the bible says weep with them that weep well that includes a father with his children amen might be included in that to see that side of the father and charge them that means to bear witness to the truth of what one has seen, what one has heard, and what one, one knows. And that's what we're supposed to do, to do as fathers, right? To let our children know, amen, not only we're real, but the Word of God is real, and the God of the Word is real. And let them know what we've seen God do, what we've heard God do, God do and what we know about God. And notice that statement, what it's, notice in verse 11 what it says. It charged what? Every one of you. Every one of you. So here's what I want to say to you, especially if you have several children, take time with each child. Paul says, I took time with each of you. As fathers, amen, I know we like to do things as a family, but it's important, amen, take time with each child, treating them as the individuals they are. We need to remember that as fathers, taking time and treating them as the individuals they are. Why? Verse 12, it says this, that you might walk worthy, that you might walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. And what is our desire as fathers? The challenge, right, that one day our children will walk worthy. It says in the word of God, what I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That means they're walking worthy of God, worthy of the Lord. So challenge, we need to challenge our children. Again, challenge them to do God's word. And we need to comfort them with God's word. And we need to bear witness to them again, right? You need to be, bear witness to them how you have seen God and his word work in your life. Hey, we like to get up and share our testimony before people. We need to share our testimony, amen, before our children. Say, hey, listen, hey, listen, uh, 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 I, I don't, I, I know, listen, this isn't the first time that's going to happen in your life. It doesn't just happen when you're children. That happens when you're adults. And let me tell you, uh, when daddy faced that not too long ago, how God helped me through that and how God wants to help with you through that, my son, my daughter, whatever the case uh, might be. Bear witness with them. Because a strong, godly character is the very best thing or one of the very best things any parent can leave with their children. One thing we need to instill in our children is obedience to authority. Because obedience to authority is the foundation of character. 
Obedience to authority is the foundation of character. Of course, we see just the opposite. The world's teaching them to rebel against authority. Some things, right? Let me share with you quickly some things that fathers should teach their children. Some things to pass along to your children as fathers. And some of these have been, uh, been mentioned, but let me uh, emphasize. Children, one, should be taught to work. Nothing wrong, amen, uh, with little kids. Uh, listen, uh, uh, once they can get up and move around, they can pick up something, right? They can pick up something, even if it's just picking up a piece of paper and throw it in the trash, right? Uh, teach them to work at a young age. One thing I'm thankful that my kids are not lazy. Children should be taught to work. Children, children should be taught proper habits, they need to be taught proper habits because they're going to pick up the other ones automatically. They're going to pick up the bad ones automatically. You know, how many of you, I mean, maybe you just automatically were good at making your bed and all that stuff, you know? Amen. I was good at, I was good at cleaning my room as long as mom didn't look under the bed or in the closet, right? <laughs> we're good at cleaning our room. We need to teach our children proper habits. We need to teach uh, children the right, the right use of money. We need to teach children should be taught courtesy and respect. Boy, that's not being taught anymore. Well, I, 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 we try to teach our children uh, to say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. That's still a good thing. I don't care how old, fat, whatever they think. That's still the best. That you should still teach children uh, to show respect and say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you. And you're welcome. And all, I, 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 I teach that uh, uh, to uh, my, my grandchildren. They give me something. I say, because they, they're, they're, they come in how they are. I want that. I say, say, please. And then when I give it to them, say, say thank you, right? Uh, I thought, and so that, that's important. Children should be taught how to get along uh, with, with, with others, right? Teach them, right, that they're going to work with, they're going to be around people and have to work with people their whole life. They need to learn that at a young age. Yes, even their own brothers and sisters they got to get along with, not just people outside the house. Children should be taught how to forgive and not hold on to things. Here's a big one, especially five and below, right? Children should be taught how to share their property and respect the property of others, right? You know how it is. Uh, uh, listen, uh, you, you go into a kid that's five or below. When you go into their house, everything is theirs. And you know what? When they come into your house, everything is theirs, right? We got to teach them uh, that that is not so, amen? We got to teach them to show respect. So we must remain aware, right? Children. Remain right as they're watching us and we're trying to lead them and we're trying to teach them. What are children, right? They're the great imitators. <laughs> they're the great imitators. And it is important that fathers, we as fathers, set an example worth imitating. And when we don't, to go back and say, I was wrong, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I, I don't get it in society today. You know, when I would hear things on the news or whatever, you know, uh, parents aren't sure, don't know how to talk to their children about drugs or about alcohol or about uh, uh, premarital sex and all these things because of the things they did growing up. You know, now they feel like they're a hypocrite if they talk to those things about their children. That's so stupid. I'm just telling you, that is just so stupid. You want me to tell you how you talk to your children about those things? Well, Dad, did you do this? And yeah, and I was stupid. And if you do it, you're stupid. <laughs> and if I did it, I was wrong. And I'm ashamed that I did it. And if you're doing it, you, you would be wrong. And you should be ashamed that you would ever think about it, let alone do it. All right? Listen, you're, you're, only, you're not a hypocrite because you did something once in your life. 
right? Yes, I did those things, and I'm ashamed of those things, but thank God I got forgiven those things. And I wish I didn't have those memories in my life. And you know what? I love you so much, I don't want you to have those memories in your life. And I don't want you to make those mistakes in your life. But you know, you're a hypocrite if you're still doing it, and then you tell them not to do it. That's what a hypocrite. The world needs to learn what a hypocrite. They need to look up the definition of hypocrite, right? It's not because you did something. They think if you ever did alcohol, you can never talk about alcohol. If you ever did this, you can never talk about it. No. It just to look at them and say, I did it. I was stupid. I was wrong. I'm ashamed. I wish I'd have never done it. And thank God I'm not doing it now, but if you're doing it now, you're stupid, you're wrong, and you should be ashamed. There's nothing wrong. Uh, Maybe you won't use the word stupid. You can find a nicer word. You can replace that with a nicer word. I'm just being honest with you there. But children are the great imitators. I love this verse in Philippians 4, 9, which says this. Now, of course, uh, Paul, talking to Timothy, he says this. Philippians 4, 9. Here's going to be a good verse for fathers to highlight. Philippians 4, 9. Paul says to Timothy this. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Notice this word, do. Notice, learned, received, heard, seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. And so I want to say to us as fathers, what Paul says to Timothy, his son in the faith, is exactly what we want to be able to say to our children, that we know that our, our, our entrance has not been in vain. The raising of our children has not been in vain. When they get ready to walk out that door into this big old world and have to learn to trust God on their own and make uh, decisions on their own, hopefully we can say to them, uh, listen, I haven't always got it right, son. I haven't always got it right, daughter. But I hope by God's grace, what, 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 what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, amen. I hope that I could say that you would do or at least do better uh, than I attempted to do. I hope we can say that and that would be our desire as fathers. Because our goal and desire is what? To see our children listen and follow willingly and joy. As we raise our children, right? We want them to know how, much, how, how we love them and care for them. Right, and we want them to follow and listen willingly and joyfully, and we must, as fathers, seek, Amen. As as we as we as we uh, try to make right decisions, we should seek to make informed, correct, and biblical decisions uh, in our home and for our children. Let me give you these. As we'll finish up in a moment, a father must learn to demonstrate unconditional love to his children. Of course, as Christians, we believe the Bible and we stand on the Bible. That still doesn't mean that you let your children get away with everything, but even if they do mess up, you still love them. Boy, how many times have I, I heard fathers say, uh, well, if, 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 if they do that, I'm never going to go see them again. Or if, if, if they do that, uh, I'm not going to go to their wedding. Or if, if, if they do that, Hey, listen, uh, uh, when, you're, when, when you may not agree with something your children are doing, be willing to uh, uh, confront them and confront them strongly. And confront them strongly. I, I, I can say, hey, have I ever had to deal with things like that as a father? And you know what? And my, my children will tell you, hey, if I don't agree with something, uh, my children uh, are going to know about it. You know, one thing about my children, hey, I, they, 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 they didn't have to, when there were big issues, right? Uh, they didn't have to doubt what I was thinking about it. I told them exactly what I thought. 
And uh, maybe they told me exactly what they thought. But you know what? When we got done, maybe we came to an agreement or maybe if we didn't come to agreement, one thing my girls know is that daddy was going to be there for them and that I love them, amen, uh, no matter what. Daddy's going to be there, and Daddy's uh, going to love you. And so uh, you, 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 just, you just need to know where uh, Daddy stands on this thing, amen, or whatever the case might be, but we're going to be there for him. And your kids need to know, right, that you're going to be there for them. And if your kids get out in the world and, and they, 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 they mess up, of course they're going to know that you don't agree with that. They're, they're, they're going to know that you don't approve of that or whatever, but they should still know at the end of the day you're going to love them and you're going to be there for them. But amen, you're going to be honest with them as well. Unconditional love to your family. A father must learn, amen, to again, practice and walk in that love. A father must learn to be a leader, amen, by demanding of him. We're good at demanding things of our children, but we must begin by demanding things of ourselves. Dedication to our task and open heartedness to our family that will aid in consistent godly leadership. Let me say that again. Consistent, godly leadership. Galatians 6, 9. This is a good verse for uh, uh, fathers and mothers to remember. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Amen. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Doesn't mean there's not going to be hard times. There's not going to be tough times, but don't give up. Don't back up. Keep moving on with your family because in due season, amen, he shall reap. If you faint not, that's a, you can claim that as a parent as uh, well by the grace of God. But we need to remember as we finish up, all these things we want to do in leading our home and guiding our home and being a father. Going back to Luke 11, verse 13. What does it say? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, Luke 11, 13, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? We must remember, again, as men, as fathers, though, though, though we might desire to do all these things, we cannot do these things. We cannot be the father we need to be without the wisdom, power, and leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That's exactly what the Father wants to give us. Amen. What does he want to give us? He wants to give us the Holy Spirit. Again, how much more? Hey, hey, if you, if you as, a, as a man with an evil heart, if you uh, uh, as a man with a fleshly heart want to be a blessing to your children, how much more, hey man, does your heavenly Father want to be a blessing and encouragement to you. Uh, as you as a heavenly father, amen, w w w I mean, we would fight to the death for your family. Well, that's exactly what our heavenly father did for us. Amen. He fought to the death for us. Thank God. Amen. Jesus rose again. So the decision to be the father God intended us to be when he gave us that position begins, of course, with the decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Question this morning. Amen. Do you desire to be the father that God would have you to be? Well, if you say yes to that question, well, the question is, amen, uh, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Because it's not until you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior that the Holy Spirit, amen, that is there to guide you and lead you and help you to be the father you have to be comes into your life. 
without knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you do not have the Holy Spirit of God. So you cannot truly and that ever be the Father that God would have you to be because you are dependent, amen, upon the Holy Spirit of God uh, to help you and to guide you into all truth and through the Word of God. So that first step in being the Father, you had me begin say, do I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? If you don't, then, amen, you will fall short in being the Father that God would have you to be. And if you are saved this morning, are you doing your best to be the Father that God would have you to be this morning? Listen, God is there. He wants to help us. Let me finish with this little poem about a Father's gift. A Father's gift says this, To you, O child of mine, I cannot give a vast estate of wide and fertile lands, but I can keep for you while I live unstained hands. I have no blazoned coat of arms that ensures your path to eminence and worldly fame, but longer than empty heralding endures, I can give to you a blameless name. I have no treasure chest of gold refined, no hoarded wealth of clinking, glittering pelf. I give to you my hand, my heart, and mind. I give to you all of myself. I can exert no mighty influence to make a place for you in men's affairs, but lift to God in secret audience for you unceasing prayers. I cannot, though I would, be always near to guard your steps with parental rod, but I trust your soul to him who holds you dear, your father's God. May God help us, amen, to be the fathers that he has called us to be. Let's pray.